0: You are listening to the Boundless Vancouver Sermon Podcast Series. We pray you experience the deep life and wide love that God has for you today. The Shame of the Cross Hebrews 12, verse 2 reads from the New Living Translation. Let us keep our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith, Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. We live in a shame culture. It controls our interactions, what we say and how we act. It's everywhere. When someone takes off their mask, shame, shame on you. What someone puts on their Facebook wall, shame. Or how someone speaks, how do you handle shame? Brenny Brown has popularized shame because she's identified what's behind our loneliness, social anxiety, and perfect images we try to present. It's shame. Shame is the warm feeling that washes over us, makes us feel small, flawed, and never good enough. Pretending we have no shame is damaging. We have to deal with it because it's lethal. Shame's the most powerful master emotion, Brené Brown asserts. It's the fear that we're not good enough because true belonging only happens when we present our authentic, imperfect selves to the world. Our sense of belonging can never be greater than our level of self-acceptance. So how do we accept ourselves? How do we experience shame? Shame. How does it control us? Shame can be second-handed. Things that we've seen or heard. We say, it's shameful to even talk about these things. Or, you know someone did something bad. You see them all the time. You have nobody to tell for fear of breaking confidentiality. Don't you wish you could just erase knowing some things? Shame. How do we bury it? Shame holds power by the things that have been done to us. What that person did really hurt. We have all been judged, gossiped about, misunderstood, or flagrantly scolded or abused. One victim says of the shame she feels because of an abusive experience, If I were to let anyone know what happened, they could not look at me the same way again. I feel like I'm covered in a black cloak of shame. It was put on me and I can never take it off. Shame. How do we rip it off when it clings so tightly? But the most powerful of all shame is the things that I've said and done, whether intentional or unintentional. People judge me for it. I judge me for it. Maria Nemeth said, we are only as sick as the secrets we keep. When we have to bear and carry the burden of our own mistakes, of missing the mark, facing our failures and imperfections alone, we never really get anywhere. One morning at our community ministries office, I sat down with a friend that I'd known for many years from the downtown Eastside. We wanted to catch up and he asked, If I had a private place. So I took him to the office and he told me the rest of his life story of rejection and loss. And he ended it. I just feel so much shame. Nobody had ever said that to me before. And then, aha, I know what to do with shame. There in my office, we prayed. And he presented his problems and his mistakes, his embarrassments, to Jesus. And you know what? Something happened. Something was buried and something was lifted. Shame was defeated. Jesus already knows your shame. His arms are open wide, ready to receive you and bring you close. And Jesus has the power to deal with shame. He can take it and bury it. In the tomb where he laid for three days, he can take off the cloak of shame from your back just as he wore the purple robe at his trial. He can take the nails and piercing spear of shame that injures your whole soul. He has surely borne our griefs. By his stripes we are healed. God reveals he's perfectly strong, holy, and wise. And what does God lack that would make union with you impossible? Weakness, limitation, or in one word, shame. God in Jesus became shame, a shame that resulted in the ultimate naked, exposed, and cruel death. He is well acquainted with your suffering. There's nothing in the world that you could bring up to him that he cannot forgive and heal. He takes the barriers that you've set up to protect yourself from shame and makes a way for your true self to be with the one true self. And this is why the veil was torn in the temple at the moment of Jesus' death. The shame of sin and death was at the center of our humanity, but God planted a cross right in the center of his being and spread his arms out to draw opposites together. Over his dead body, the life of God and the death of humanity are brought together. Shame is endured and transformed into grace. God embraced shame so that we can embrace God. So today, if you feel shame, there's a place where it can be dealt with and transformed to joy. That place happened only once in human history where Jesus died and absorbed all the wrath and judgment so that our shame can be buried and we can be given grace and set free from sin and death and shame. This is why we can call this Friday good. Let us pray. Jesus, as you journey towards the cross, you experience shame You endured all this so that I might know the love, acceptance, and grace of the Father. King Jesus, help me to follow your example of acknowledging my shame and desires before God, the Father, while embracing the same posture of trust and surrender you show us. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Boundless Vancouver Sermon Podcast. For more messages and contact us, please head to our website, byvr.life.